friends, we're back for another week at Joy Life 901, and I'm Pearl. And I'm Ashley. And uh, we have some special guests with us today. Yes. We're so excited that Donna Glenn is with us today. <laughs> Donna Glenn and Catherine Morelli, yes. two rock stars in our community. Yes, and you have to give a little backstory because these are, um, they hold a lot of good roots in this ministry and good connection with you, so tell introduce them a little bit. Yes, well, I'll, I've, I've known Donna for a long time through my years at United Cerebral Palsy when I used to work with um, all of our friends there and her daughter, and um, then I came uh, back in a different season in life and met her through Christ Methodist <laughs> where uh, I was hired to do the special needs ministry there, and then through that time, I um, met Catherine close to 25 to 30 years ago, my husband and I, well Mike and I were parishioners at Christ Methodist, and our oldest daughter, who is now 30 years old, Hatley, um, had special needs, you know, from the day she was born, and we had her in a regular Sunday school class at Christ Methodist, and, you know, a lot of the parents, parents teach the high school kids and the middle school kids, but when Hatley got to into what would have been like middle school years for her, it became more and more difficult mm. for her as a special needs young adult to mix in with um, the average middle school kids. Um, because we all know that there are, can be difficult times in life and sometimes kids can not be very nice to one another. So, Mike and I went to the church administration and said if we could have a classroom and some tables and chairs, could we try to just congregate some of these special needs kids in one classroom at the 945 hour and eventually um, parents would, would um, volunteer at first okay. and then we would try to recruit people that, that weren't parents <laughs> sure. uh, to come in and help teach our kids. So that's kind of the long, the long, you know, the long version of that story. So that's basically uh, where we started. And I love, you were in a Sunday school class with Catherine. Yes. And so that got Catherine's interest I love how you share what like spurred you because Hadley would be asked to be prayed for. Right. Every Sunday we you know go around and everybody would ask if people had prayer requests. Sure. Was, you know Hadley's name kept coming up and I knew nothing about Hadley. Gotcha. I really didn't know Donna that well, but after <laughs> Sunday school one day I walked up and I said, "How was Hadley doing?" Sure. Because she's been on my prayer list, and then Donna said, "I think maybe I would like to invite you to be a part of our blessings ministry because, because you 
are so interested in what's going on with Natalie. Sure. I had no idea. I, had, I didn't know anything about anything. So I went to the meeting and um, I was never around any of the kids for the first year. Gotcha. But, but my son was a Boy Scout at Christ Methodist. We were about to do the construction project on the church. Okay. And we were going to have to uh, fulfill all of the ADA guidelines. Gotcha. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if the Boy Scouts learned how important it is for us to be friendly towards our special friends and make sure they can come to church? Yeah. And so on, on a Monday night during their um, scout meeting, the scout leaders and the boys and I went around and measured bathroom door openings, the stalls, the countertops to see if you could get a wheelchair underneath them. We made we we noticed that there weren't very many curb cuts, mm-hmm. and so that's all the stuff I started thinking about because I thought, wow, it's, we, you know, we really need to make these changes yeah. so, so that we can get our people in there. Yeah. And and it was great for the Boy Scouts because they were they were clueless. I mean, just I, mean, I was clueless too. Sure. But, but it but it was such a great learning um, experience. And then, like I said, I wasn't around any of the kids until December of 2003. So at that time you became a volunteer director. Or well, I was I wouldn't I wasn't directing at that time. I just volunteered my family because my daughter <laughs> my daughter gone to college in the fall and she came home, um, you know, in December after exams and she came home on a Friday and I said, hey everybody, we're going to Christ Church tomorrow. And we're going to play with some special needs people and babysit them for three hours. But their parents are going to go to the Christmas shopping. Yeah, and everybody's eyes were. Just <laughs> they look at me like, "What have you signed us up for?" And after the first ten minutes, my husband um, just you know latched onto one of the kids. My daughter found a favorite, and then David and, and then me, and we were all just you know it was the fastest three hours I can remember because we all absolutely fell in love with the kids. Well, what Catherine will not tell you is that <laughs> there was probably a time when you recruited your entire family to come work one of the Sunday school classes on a Sunday so that just the parents could either go to Sunday school or go to church. Um, and it's like... Yeah, so we had, so, so you know, that evolved into we had Sunday school on Sunday mornings. We had exercise class on Saturday mornings. Jan Aylwater was key, but she was always there. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we had the kids in the gym, we could take them out. And, and then we started doing the parents find out once a month for a like two hours on, you know, a Friday. Sure. And that was really popular because parents could go to Target and go shopping or go grocery shopping or go have dinner with their spouse, sure. hang out with their friends, whatever they wanted to do. They didn't have to worry because I had a bunch of volunteers and we had all this stuff. <laughs> we had so much fun. And that's when I learned how to play bug <laughs> that was everybody's favorite thing. But there were no there were no rules, you know. I mean, when we, from the time we started it till, you know, now the American Disabilities Act is a huge thing in America. Yes. Um, but back then, I remember calling up Second Press to ask them if they had a special needs ministry. Well, no, kind of not really. They were aware of some special needs kids and adults in the congregation. Um, I called up, let's see, I called Hope, not about the same, Sure. called Bellevue, they seemed to have what I considered something that was a little bit more organized, but still 
I think that it wasn't anything anything to what degree the programs are now. Sure. And so I think we actually went out and visited to see kind of what their programming looked like. And it was basically Sunday morning for an hour where the parents got some respite so they could go to church. But there was no other activities. They were just trying to cover Sunday so people could worship. So look what it's, you know, 20 years on, I mean, how many churches actually are now involved in we all have, this? Yeah, we much. have a lot of churches now that are, you know, we, uh, Pearl and I were involved in a uh, disabilities ministry network yes. at one time, and that was kind of uh, a unique situation where we had a, a friend and our colleague that ran it. She's now since retired, but uh, she would invite people from all over the city at different churches to participate, to, to learn more about what a special needs ministry looked like. She talked about training. She talked about all sorts of different things that pertain to uh, a church providing this type of ministry for their congregation. And I think, you know, we learned a lot through that, that time that she was running that. And um, a lot of different churches came, came yeah. and, and learned and uh, it was a safe place to ask questions. It really was, yeah. Because I think, ironically, there are even people who go through seminary and there's no class, and I could be wrong, I'm no seminary expert, but there were pastors that would come sometimes and they didn't know how special needs individuals, especially those that were nonverbal, fit into the theology of salvation. How does that work? You know, you're just like anybody else. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> yes. So it just was a sweet, safe place to ask questions. And I thought, so brave of somebody to have that question and like give it a voice because they really want to know how do we make it work? How does that happen? And I was thinking, you said like Catherine offered that Sunday school time, like volunteered her family, but what difference did you see that make? Like your face when you said that was so like. That was a meaningful moment for y'all. What was that? How did the families respond? Well, and you know, it started probably with people like Catherine and other Crossroads Sunday School uh, members who would agree to miss Sunday School in order yeah. to come help us. But I mean, the parents is like Christmas every Sunday. Sure. If at the last minute we were able to, um, you know, not break away from the kids, but you know, kids are going to do, do better with somebody else anyway. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it was better for us to, to leave and, and have an hour of just, you know, undivided attention toward the minister versus being in the Sunday school class with our kids. So whenever a volunteer was available, you know, and I didn't know if there were any rules. Was there a, we needed two or three? You know, now the ratios would probably, that lots would be rules. lots of rules now. And, and, and they, there should be. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it was like manna from heaven. No, really, I mean, it, would, it, could, um, it could bring a tear to your eye because, you know, you're tired by Sunday. Just like to be Right. Yeah, and, the, and one of the things that sticks out is I was at the grocery store during this time and I saw um, the mother of an old friend and we started talking and she said, Well, I'm retired, but I do therapy dogs. And I said, Tell me about the therapy dogs. <laughs> so she said, We are in the hospital. 
that was magic. And we had the therapy dogs, you know, in the back room at the gym. And we would just let one, you know, one or two kids go in there at a time. We could let them all just around. But it was, it was just, talk about pure joy. But just that the kids got to, and those dogs were so terrific. And the kids would just hug them and love them. And I thought, man, this is, but that was a God thing. I mean, I was just buying my own business at Kroger, and I, I see my old friend with this therapy dog. And I was going, that's how it works sometimes, you know? Yeah, that was, that was really fun. Well, but I, I think it's all, I think Catherine and I would both agree that it's safe to say that without having Ashley around as the leader, providing the leadership for this ministry for the last, I thought it was 25 years. She reminded me that it's only about 14 years. That's how good she I is. Don't know, <laughs> I don't know what we would do without National Parks. Yeah. And then, Catherine, you're like the icing on the cake because you, you see, we see the bricks and mortar and you know how to fill it with candy and horses and dogs and creativity and you think outside the box or outside the mortar of the church to make it so unbelievably fun for all these kids. Yeah, well that's um, yeah, I may have started that but actually in Pearl certainly taking the reins and running with it because I was like Aww, so sweet, y'all are too sad. Well, what is like a word of encouragement? Because believe it or not, I mean, we're talking and you're saying 25 years ago, you started kind of forging, calling churches, figuring things out. And there are a lot of places that have specialist ministry, but there's also places that they just kind of don't see it as, you know, that doesn't, that's not us. That's not our thing. That's not our gifting. Um, and they may not even realize they have people that it could be reaching. How would... What's a word of advice or encouragement for people that think it's just not that big a deal? Um, I, I can't even imagine, but I'm sure it does happen where people are more close-minded about it because they don't have anybody in their family that has a handicap. Or, And I'm not just thinking special needs, but special needs as far as cerebral palsy or someone that's just in a wheelchair or... You know, or or but but fundamentally, they're developmentally delayed. Um, you, you, it's like peeling back an onion. Start looking, start asking around, and you will find people who um, probably don't know they need the ministry, but they do. Yeah. And I think it also depends on how large the church is, too. And I would be real surprised if there aren't. You know, maybe it's smaller churches that may need it, but they can't justify it yet. Yeah. Or if they have a special needs child come to one of the existing programs at one of these one current, you know, one of the churches that has it now, whether it's Christ Methodist or Bellevue or Grace of Anne or Second Press and the others too. But um, but word of advice, if you build it. They will come. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think. Very much so. That's yeah. awesome. That's a great description. You have any words you want to share, Catherine, on that note? It was an honor for me. Well, I will say one thing too about Catherine is that when she kind of turned the reins over to me back in 06, um, 
you have still been such an instrumental part in this ministry. I mean, you have, I'm not trying to make you cry, but you have been uh, real solid for me. Uh, you supported me personally and the ministry for all these years, and you're still just a huge part of why we have been a success in this community. When I say success, I mean, you know, that, we, that we've had the ability to reach out to so many different people because of people like you. It's true. It really is true. It was certainly my pleasure. And the most beautiful part of all this is she really doesn't have a pony in the show, so to speak. Right. You don't have any, you do not have special needs to work. Right? You yeah, exactly. You knew what I meant. Yeah. Or I mean, I like pony in the show. Yeah. So I was like, but you, you, you really, and people would ask me what. What is, what is motivating Catherine Morelli to want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I just, I would just, I said, we're just thankful. We're just lucky. Sure. You fall uh, in love with the kids, and then you meet the parents, and you fall in love with them. So it's like, what else can I do to help you? Because I agree with that. Their days are a lot tougher than mine. Yeah. You know, and so it's hard to be in service. And you have that. And y'all know it. Y'all know because you all serve. Big capacity with Autumn Learning Center going. We all know. We all know. It's magic. It is. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and you know, people say, um, well, and I've heard, I've, and I've heard volunteers say this, whether it's at Christ Methodist or with the Blessings class or Madonna or whatever, the people that come and volunteer for like, and I'm sure you hear this, y'all hear the same thing for Joy Life 901, the people that come to volunteer probably get more out of it, or as much out of it, as the kids who were the, got the benefit of being around the volunteers. Yeah. We hear that all the time, and I will take that a step further, and I'll say that you and I have said that uh, a lot, you know, a lot of, I've actually said that, we always have parents and or caregivers say, you know, what a blessing you guys are, you know, and, and we, we hear that quite a bit, maybe not from everybody, but from most people, and, and you're just such a gift, and this, and I think, you know, really, they've been a blessing in our lives, and I don't say that to be silly, I mean, I, I really actually mean that, I, my life has been fulfilled working in this ministry, in this industry, you know, and serving people. I, I, I think that I have been impacted more than I would have ever impacted someone else. So I just, and I want to also on our podcast, thank you and Mike for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this ministry because without you guys, I, I would have never been here. So I, 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 whenever I see you, you know, I always want to say something to you. If you are out and about, it's never really a time that I can say, hey, because it's always in passing. But I've always wanted to express my uh, appreciation to you and Mike for, for you know, well, trusting me with uh, the sweet ministry. You are godsend to us. So, you know, it's a win-win it's a yeah. for both of us then. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a sweet place to stop and just kind of remind people, like, it, stuff could be right in front of you. Like, it could be friends you know. Um, I like how you said, peel back the onion. 
I think that's a good reminder for people this week. Just think on that, pray on that, and um, let the Lord give you joy in your journey.